there once was a podcast in the great internet of internets. It was called Fine and Dandy. Muy influential podcast. Podcast. You have to remember, folks. Where there's a podcast, there's a Fine and Dandy. Let's go. We are back, and we are in action. Sean. Sean of the action. Dead. <laughs> Fine and dandy. Another week. Diving into what is fine and dandy. Fine and dandy. Welcome back. This is our fourth studio. Uh, so we started third. in your your apartment, and uh, we went to Chance's apartment, and then we had the house, and then now here. Yeah, we've definitely. Uh, hey, it's growing the studio. If you go back though, and you look at those times, it's still upgraded though. Dude, you know, we used to have this exact poster just laying on the couch. Oh, dude, yeah, <laughs> we didn't even have a. Yeah, that was wild. Dude, we were sharing a mic at one point. I was gonna say we should like use that mic. I feel like that mic's better. They might be disturbed. Mic. That was a wi- those were wild times that we were just sitting on a couch. Honestly, that setup looked like shit. It's oh, definitely super dog shit. I mean, I, I wish y'all could see the setup we had w- before we even did video back in Daniel's apartment. We literally just sat both sat at his desk, oh. crowded around one mic, fucking on t- like looking at his computer. And I'm not I'm not gonna lie, it was probably at least like six to seven stops every time we went to record. Just like, nope, we can't do that. That sounds terrible. <laughs> no, Dude. that's not gonna work. Let's start over. <laughs> shit, just like. Oh man, that shit's funny. Looking bro. back at that, is, you know, honestly, what we're doing now, I'm not gonna sit here and say it's the greatest by any stretch of imagination. But what it was was absolutely garbage. Like that stuff was just. We were just off the cuff, not knowing anything, just doing the most random. Shit. Yep, and Talking we still are, nothing. but now we have a little bit more direction, a little bit more experience on our belt. Yeah, I mean, we're still working on it, but that's <laughs> that was bad. It was bad. Like, it was bad in the greatest way. Like, I go back, and I still enjoy listening to them. Yeah. Not because they're great, but, you know, like, it holds some kind of substance, you know? like no, I mean, I like me. to go back and listen because it's more so just, like, entertaining to see how stupid I was in those times. Dude, yeah, you were just always high. Oh, Yeah. Like it's I'd be talking and then you would get lost and like well what are we talking about and then oh you would dude, just go there was off multiple times track. where I would just like reply something that was completely unrelated and he'd just be I like wait what I was like all right what do you want me to do <laughs> like, where where am I going from here like where do you want I had me? a point and then you threw that bullshit at me and now I have no idea where I'm now going I'm trying with to this. figure out what I'm supposed to where are we where are we going now like we had some kind of direction now it's just. And I remember a lot of people during that time period would also just tell me, yeah, if y'all have just, you know, more direction and, you know, <laughs> structure, I think it would be a lot better. So, yeah, we're working on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We're dude. working on it. I mean, I would say that, like, I wouldn't, ch- like, trade it for the world, you know what I mean? Like, those mishaps and missteps <laughs> in our journey are necessary, you know? Now, honestly, I liked some of the content we were throwing because we were just like I, that. That was like the main thing. Is like we were very unskilled on staying on topic and also <laughs> like circling back around to our points and things like that. But the actual content itself wasn't bad. It was just the execution that we had. Oh, dude, shit. yeah, it was like we were just oh shit. Oh. Hell 
Yeah, bro. Holding it together barely with your. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, <laughs> I saw that. Let's go! Oh, yeah, Holy shit! Let's go, dude. The Buddha is down. We are down to Buddha, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And yeah, you. Sh- I saw that coming though. I saw you knocking that over. Yeah, you were like right up on that. Sorry, look at her now. But go for it. Go for it. All right, I guess I'm going off of the cuff. Yeah, so we recently just moved to. Um, <coughs> I don't know if you're watching the video. Uh, we you'll see that there's a different studio setup than what we had before. And, you know, I like it a lot better now. It's filled out a lot more. Uh, we have a lot more going. Originally, so, what are you saying? You're saying this fourth, the fourth studio now? Or is it the fifth? Fourth. Well, I mean, it depends on how you look at it. Because there was, there was the first one we did where it was just the two of us at my desk recording off of one mic. Then we were at Chance's apartment and it was the two of us. And then we were also sharing one mic for a while, but then we went to two mics, and that still looked like shit. And then we upgraded, and we finally uh, built that studio in our, the house that we were staying in. And that studio uh, looked – honestly, I like the feel of it, but I think right now is better than what it was in that studio. That was probably one of the, like the first step up, so I really enjoyed it because it was – us actually taking how we looked, uh, the presence of the podcast seriously. So it, it definitely made uh, like a point forward where we couldn't get worse than that. But we kind of did. We took a step back on the next studio that we made. But it's okay because we came back this time and that's fine. Like It's better now. So, I mean, we got Doofles. We bought Doofles with us. Uh, he's the new uh, member of Fine and Dandy. He's It's Fine and Dandy and Doofles uh, coming to you shortly. So we got... F D D. Hey, that'll do. Fine and dandy That's and doofles. Not straight, so I hope you don't have uh, what's that like disorder called? O C D. Yeah, <laughs> hope you don't have that. If you do, sucks for you. Uh, <laughs> but I will be fixing that after this episode and make sure it's level for you guys for next. Fine episode. and dandy and doofles. Yeah, you're diving into our world. You know, fine I'll and doofles. I want fine and dandy to be so immersive at some point when you watch it. You just you're you're with us. I want this Virtually. podcast to take over the Doofles brand name. The Doofles TM, I want that to be sold to this podcast Dude, by the end of our run. What if we could buy out Doofles, the name, and then it's just at the bottom, whatever we do is just Doofles Inc. Fine and dandy, brought to you by Doofles Incorporated. Doofles Incorporated, dude. Just mass producing. Bro, that'd be sick. We do bags, Hell but yeah. it's like Doofle bags. But I also like the idea that we had about like having exclusive content based like that we base off of like NFT sales and things like that. You know what I mean? Like what we talked about, like with the headphones and things like that. Yeah. That shit would be fucking dope. Oh, bro. Doofles, yeah. Well, I'll also to have like Doofles like branding on those headphones or on those NFTs or anything like that. You know we just mean? need so like I have the idea. I just need. S- I don't. I don't code. Like I'm not an ing- software engineer and or an artist. Learn to code, bro. Guess I might have to. Software engineering. If I can get a software engineer and an artist, dude, that's all I need. And we can tag team the NFT world, create a project, our own project. Honestly, it doesn't need to be as big as the NFT projects and what they're doing now. But you know what? We can create our own little uh, did you see roadmap. Um, did you see Grant's NFT like collection startup or was whatever? Was it cool? What did it look like? It wasn't like the worst. I'm not going to hate on was it. Was there a roadmap or was it just him dropping an NFT collection? Uh, it was It was mostly just him previewing what the NFT collection is going to like 
have mm-hmm. a couple of different ones. Could you explain to me a little bit? I kind of want. I'm interested. So it's the Mick Group, I believe. <laughs> um, I don't remember. Say exact Mick Group. Mick Group. I think that's his business co- like name. Mick Group. Mick Group. Mitch Group. Like okay. Mitterlander, but Mitch. Mitt. All right. Yeah. I thought you were saying like in like McDonald's. Oh, Mick Group. <laughs> Mick Group. I was like, I don't like that already off. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't know if that's who the collection is being like. Distributed by I don't know if it's by his group or if it's like a partnership type of thing, mm-hmm. but basically, um, it seemed like very basic. It seemed like very um, on the surface level of like what an NFT could be, but I like the idea of like where it's going towards. You know what I mean? Like we've had conversations about it. I don't really understand it, but it's cool. Uh, I can give a <laughs> brief explanation of NFTs because I think people are lost uh, amongst the digital age and what's happening, but. Before I dive into that, I just want to say that I think where a lot of people are getting lost with NFTs right now is everyone just wants to make them. I think there is a double side to it. There's the uh, NFT world that are just there to make the art Mm -hmm. and sell the art, which is good. Uh, But there's a lot of, uh, right now, big projects that we're seeing. Uh, Even some of the big ones don't have, like, crazy good roadmaps, like, the Bay Area or the Board Ape Yacht Club, mm-hmm. like they don't really. It's th- that's like more status, like a celebrity status. Like I, that's I true. own a, a Board Ape Yacht Club, you know, and they're hoping that that potentially appreciates in value from here, you know, mm-hmm. which I think at some point it's going to start to depreciate. I, yeah. I mean, you'll you'll be still be able to make money down the road, but I think at this point it's just you know they're staples. I mean, and you gotta think about it. I mean, at least uh, the way I think about it is kind of like the idea of what SoundCloud did to the music industry. If that makes sense, it's like, it o- like overnight there was an app where people could basically overnight become superstars and things like that. Yeah, and that's kind of like what I see this NFT like world becoming necessarily. It's almost like really saturated due to the ability for people to like create their own NFTs and things like that. Oh yeah, you're taken away from the actual art and the actual like progress that NFTs could be making by saying you too can make an nft of your own type shit yeah. you know what i mean and that's where i think uh, we're going to it's going to a line's going to be drawn in where we see them go and how they'll be applicable in our everyday life uh for instance just like an, so one of the ones i've been looking at that's like a bigger one right now uh actually two of them the metaverse for sure is probably like one of the biggest names in nfts but they, the like their uh skill level is insane like the what the amount of like uh, detail they just put into each release that they have as well as just like the universe they're building mm-hmm. and then cool cats is another big one that i've been looking at like those are big names those, okay. those are like like i need to dive deeper because i want to see smaller projects that are like work because that's you know that's what a lot of people are trying to do is dive into these smaller projects you know and then like invest now so that way when they are bigger you know they're gonna you're in it those nfts will appreciate in value because the biggest thing this is what has really caught my attention and why I love it so much is because it reminds me of what we're trying to do with the podcast is it's all community driven you know like NFT projects are community driven like so for instance cool cats right now they're starting to like they already have someone working on like building a theme park inside of uh, the metaverse okay so they're building like a little cool cats theme park and stuff right okay and if you buy their NFTs you know what I mean if you buy one cool cat or whatever some of those will unlock certain features in the, in the theme part, and they'll yeah, so it'll it'll uh, like have different things. Like we were saying, like if you buy an NFT, you have exclusive content or exclusive access, thing, access to, to certain things if you buy this, right. which I think is very immersive, and that makes you want to get more involved in the Cool Cat community because the more you own, you know what I mean. It's the incentive, like 
that's added on to like the thing that you were already trying to buy. Exactly, and if they create their own currency, you can only use that within their theme park. So then you have to like kind of spend this other money to like buy into this whole experience, which is cool cats right. now. So it's just kind of when you think of uh, Fortnite, and you know you're buying all these skins and stuff. Yeah. And you, like that doesn't that's not applicable in real world. Right. You're only able to use that in that game. Correct. So I mean. These NFT projects, some of them have really cool roadmaps yeah. and what they want to do later down the road. And I think that's what interests me. And I think that was like the cool. biggest like hang up for me. I'm still not like the thing that still hel- not doesn't make the most sense is how people can differentiate from the things you can use in real world off based off of these <laughs> NFTs and things like that and the things that you can't. So it almost seems like these. Uh, these board eight yacht clubs, right? The only thing that they are applicable towards in the real world is, like you were saying, a status symbol. It's not, it's not really anything more than a Twitter Abby at that level, right? I mean, it's something that you have in your gallery or your collection or whatever, but the only use you have for it is showing other people that you have it. Yeah. It's not, in, it's not doing anything else for you or your life other than just that. But the idea is, is that, like, some of these NFTs could down the line in the future have real world like applications that we're not even able to understand now yeah. because this, the software hardware and whatever else you need to be able to access that hasn't been created yet yeah and a lot of that's and in the works that's what scares me about it is that it is in the works but it's not perfected yet and people are still throwing all these thousands of dollars at something that hasn't really objectively been utilized yet yeah but i think a lot of people have like a good plan good plans and a lot of people are yeah. working hard in the field most of these projects have only been a year old and they're just now debuting and that's true they're getting big so it's just like like people are looking at board uh, a yacht club and they're just thinking oh this is the next big thing because that's all they know when you see nfts you know what i mean and so whenever they look at the board age yacht club and they think oh this is what nfts are that might not be what appreciates later because you know for right now, that's a big name, but there's going to be so many other people in the field that are going to be starting to make NFTs and create these projects that are going to be bigger than just uh, a Navi on Twitter. And from there, it's going to be more competitive. So to s- see who it's going to hold up, what, w- what were people saying? Uh, there was a word that they were calling like big name NFTs, but they were basically saying you can't attribute that to any nft project yet you can't say like they're on this gold status of like oh you're goaded already you know because it's so new these projects are so new you know are they going to stand the test of time which projects going to hold up down the road which ones are going to get incorporated some of these projects now are going to be big and then you're going to have someone else work on a project for instance right now you might have people that are doing board ape or people doing sup ducks uh or people doing cool cats and they might leave their project or get together with someone else on a project and create something even bigger than that project and work together on that. And then from there, you know, have something that we haven't seen before. True. So we, we're we all getting a taste right now, and it seems like, oh, I should hop in or it's too late to hop in. I would say unless you're really dedicated to building a community and building a world. This is world building at this point. You're building not only a world, you're building a community, you're building something for people to like be immersed into. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not ready to do that or you're not really ready to be have the due diligence of being like a digital artist, mm-hmm. I wouldn't hop in. 
You know, you, you See, might be able to make quick cash. You might for be able me, to. it al- almost feels like the idea of, like, Ready Player One. It's, like, basically, like, first person to perfect this is going to be, like, the regulator of whatever happens. You know what I mean? Like, in the way that, like, you – at least me. I can't speak for anyone else. Ideally, like, it makes the most sense that the metaverse that Facebook is working with or, like, these other, like, big-name corporations that are trying to get involved in the scene are going to have a step ahead of you are going to be at least one step in front of you on the idea of getting to that perfection or you or even just getting to that application use. I think corporations right now So like that's what scares me about it is like the idea of like Ready Player One this person makes this world basically like builds this world in a VR game and it's something that nobody could have ever imagined but it's also got these deep holes in which should someone pass the the creator's death meet every mark then that person gets control over this world, right? Yeah, that's kind of the, the idea of it. But like in the, uh, exactly like it, it is in the movie and book and whatever, you'll have these corporations and these big name like powerful people that will be doing everything in their power to try to stop others. But maybe not even try to get control over the world, but like just to stop others from getting control over the world. I mean, I can see that happening. I think another big thing that people should look out for that I see hap- I've seen this happen a couple times because I just constantly am like, I don't pay attention as much as I could, I should like deep d- diving as deep as I need to. So I feel like that's like a whole job though. It, it bro, NFT work in general, just like keeping up with smaller projects, looking at newer projects, trying to like get involved in other projects, or finding like people who are really willing to work on the one that you want to. Mm-hmm. Dude, that is a lot, and it's. Well, see, like, in for me, it's kind of the idea of like a more complex like fashion design like in fashion design it's like you have to consistently come up with something new fresh trendy but like realistically there's always going to be somebody coming up with something new fresh and trendy because at the very like least these people have to fall back on okay i'm dressing a person you know what i mean Th- there's going to be a human wearing clothes that's my job is to make that human look good with the clothes you know what i mean so like, ri- but like for an NFT designer or people working in the NFT space, it's like you have zero tangibility to work off of. You know what I mean? You don't know what you're designing. It's it's kind of like freeing and controlling in the way that I don't know how to create the things that have never been created before. Yeah, and I mean, it's so like a lot of these things look so simple in the sense of you know you're seeing a bunch of just apes with different uh, outfits or yeah. one shooting lasers out of its eyes. But the thing is, is you know, that's one out of – because most of them right now do around, like, 10,000 pieces mm-hmm. before they release. So they already right. have 10,000 in the books, right? So you're – like, how rare that is. Like, you might – and then they, they'll rank them. Like, this is this is rare or this is, like, gold. This is whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, you have this piece. This is has holds more value. And you have to kind of, like, set that up as the creator as well. Like, right. these hold more value than these do. But it's like, Why? Like I said, bro, it's, it's it really goes to show us what the value of art is, and taking that even to another level and actually incorporating that into like real world application. And that that's the issue for me is that like there is no like the the value of art lay like lies with the person that's purchasing it or even creating it. You know what I mean? But realistically, whenever you're talking about these things that are supposed to have real world applications or supposed to be the future of art or anything like that, you don't want to feel like you're getting played. You don't want to feel like I just spent $60,000 for a Twitter avi. You know what I mean? Like maybe some people do, maybe it's not that big of a deal, but I feel like for your average person that's trying to get into the NFT space, it doesn't really add up 
to go after like the bored apes and things like that. Yeah, like I said, that's status. Like, uh, it is a status symbol. It's like, oh, I got money. But wouldn't I can you pay for but it. But wouldn't you like? Couldn't you make an argument that the idea of using an NFT for a status symbol is taking away from the idea of an NFT altogether? Oh, absolutely. Because isn't it supposed to be like this unregulated like market for not just art but creators of art and things like that, for people to reg like sell their stuff on their own without the incorporation of an agent or a middleman or a you know what I mean? Like, yeah. isn't it supposed to be this very unregulated piece of like market share yeah, type of thing? I mean, in a way, I see it as like a f like a fuck you to the the world that we live in right now. You know what I mean? More yeah. so, like, I'm able to create some silly drawings, right, or mm. something, whatever, like whatever the case may be. But also, there being this underlying deeper thing that I'm able to create with it, and like like that's what I said. Like, so there are going to be artists that are just they just have good art. Mm -hmm. They're going to be able to sell collections, whatever. But then there's going to be those deeper projects, and those are the ones that we're going to see really like blossoming here yeah. in the next year or so. Mm -hmm. Are the ones taking the time to create roadmaps in you know in depth with each little character, uh, add-ons, Easter eggs you might unlock whenever you ha buy whichever like that. You could make it to where they're so rare. Like these are rare because when you buy this NFT, you're unlocking an Easter egg to something else. For instance, let's say our podcast we release. There's one character that we want to release that has headphones, right? Mm -hmm. That specific one unlocks an Easter egg to something that you might we might have had in an old episode or something that we did. You know what I mean? Or a never before seen episode. Never you know before be seen new. episode. It could be new. Or, or like merch. You get this, bro. You get like a piece, like a, a voucher for merch or something that you can go in or and buy like in our shop. Even something like real world application wise. I mean, a merch would be that, but like you could say. Buy these headphones, and it comes with exclusive content and a ticket to our next live show. You know what I mean? Like, something like that. It, it could be as simple as adding incentive to the art that you're already producing. I was thinking, bro, imagine at some point, what if we wanted to sell tickets to whatever we do, and we make those tickets NFTs? Yeah. You so you buy our ticket, it unlocks, like, something else. With you a know QR what I mean? code with yeah, whatever. a ticket or something. But the thing is, so, like, let's say someone can't make it, mm -hmm. and they already paid us, right? Mm-hmm. If they want to resell that ticket, and we put a percentage that we get of revenue based off of resale, mm -hmm. we'll still get money off of every ticket resold for the people who can't make it. Right. So we would still be making money. Off of the resale. Of the ticket. Right. But see, like, uh, I guess that's the issue for me. It's like there's many issues here, but like the profitability of it all makes it all just so dark, in my opinion. It's like if this is the future of art, why are we trying to make a dollar, a quick buck? You know yeah. What I mean? I that's, that's the dark part about I it. I think it's both, in my opinion. I think it's uh, hopping in at a decent time and making money because that's going to mean freedom mm -hmm. at a certain scope of time. But I would also say that uh, if you're going to hop in the field, it should be about the art and about like exploring the depths of what we're capable of and creating an immer like immersive experiences. In my opinion, are s they are what make reality better. Right. Like it's these. I hate to say it, but it's escapism is reality at this point. Mm -hmm. I mean, you go to your nine to five, or you go to work every day. You're busting your ass to pay your water, to pay mm -hmm. for food, give your kids diapers, uh, take them to school. You know what I mean? Lunch, fucking college, car notes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Think of every everything that shits on you every day. No, there there was a tweet I saw today. It said, "Growing up is just uh, breathing and owing someone one hundred and fifty dollars." Amen. <laughs> you die, you're paying. But the thing is, you know, that's why we have sports. That's why we have uh, cartoons. We have TV shows, concerts, music. You know what I mean? I mean, the more that like we 
I guess, try to change the scope of our reality, the more it feels like a simulation or a game or something, you know what I mean? Because we want it to be. Well, not necessarily just because we want it to be, but just think about, like, the idea of, like, that Rick and Morty episode whenever he has, like, a whole civilization inside of his car battery. Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, why couldn't that be us? You know what I mean? We work for ourselves. We trade money. We do all these different things to improve our society, but realistically, we don't even know what our society is. We try to make sense of it, but even the more you the more you try to make sense of these things, the more there's going to be something else that's going to catch you off guard and be like, yo, what the fuck is going on type shit. Oh, yeah, I think the more we dive into this realm, I think like that in itself, like the escapism aspect of just mm-hmm. trying to dive into like something that's not real, you know what I mean? But that's makes an interesting makes point life though. more that way, you know. It's an interesting point though, to like to say that escapism is a form, uh, at least a form of reality. You know what I mean? I mean, think about it. It's like when we decided that our space program wasn't going to progress to where we wanted it to be. Like that's literally trying to escape this planet first and foremost. Let's just get that clear. Any type of space program where we, like you can call it exploration all you want, but like the only <laughs> the only reason you're exploring is to be able to find a new place to like settle in and like try to be make this species a. Uh, multi-planetary species but and things like that. I think even more than that, just, like, the idea of exploration, the idea of the unknown, the idea of, like, But that's almost being seen as, like, not even something that people want to do anymore. I know. It's because, like, in my opinion, the escapism, like, flip-flopped. Instead of people wanting to leave, they don't really want to go through all the work of getting off this planet. They just want to find a way to live on this planet without having to live on this planet. Yeah, I think that goes, yeah, it goes definitely into, like, that whole immersive, immersive deal. Like, that's yeah. why I want to go to Electric Forest so bad. It's, like, why that for that shit sells out so quick every year and why people are so loyal. It's why? Because people want to, f- hey, you're in a fucking forest where they do, like, magical little shit. They have, like, little fairies mm-hmm. or fucking, um, like, little creatures, wooden creatures that go around, like, wooden spir- sprites and stuff. Like, people dress as that. They walk around, you know, and they have these art sculptures. And you feel like you're, like, this, like, not really just you anymore. Like, you're a part of something bigger inside of, like, this forest. And the right. forest is this magical place. Right. And I think that's, you know, we're kind of where we're going is, you know, whenever you are going to a, a concert or you are going to a game you want to feel immersed in your experience it's like the hot dog is your hot dog here yeah. the fret the smell of popcorn you know at the movie theater it's every little aspect of it that that's why people love doing certain things so much you can watch a movie at home yeah why do people go to movie theaters bigger tv yeah bigger screen <laughs> for sure the surround <laughs> system is there but you know it's also getting oh yeah, I got getting the cola okay. here you know right you know the fucking butter on the popcorn. It's also just like much the nachos, the shitty nachos, but the y- there's you also love like some social like cues about a movie theater that yeah, I smell that yeah, it's it exists somewhere in this household. Don't know where yet, but it <laughs> it it's almost like this type of like social anxiety you have in a movie theater. Like I don't want to be seen on my phone type shit. I don't want to be that guy. You know what I mean? Which it immerses you even more. If that makes sense, because you're not on your phone, you're tied into the movie completely. You're not trying to speak because you don't want to be seen as rude or things like that. There's like a social anxiety that comes into a movie theater that helps you get immersed into the movie. You want to, and that while I'm diving deeper, you know, with the virtual reality becoming, because you want to just feel like you're not you sometimes, or you want to feel like you're not just here, because it's. Well, there's I mean times where like life is should be more than this, and I think it should be, but you know, I, I mean, we might not be going in the right direction all the time, but realistically, it it sounds depressing i guess maybe to some but it, it does get tiring being you if that makes sense like there's a there's only so much somebody can take before they're like what the fuck is going on why is all this shit happening to me right now 
And in those moments, yeah, you could probably meditate on it and try to figure out how to turn some things around. But realistically, you're probably going to grab a beer and sh- turn on some fucking sports and just ride it out. You know what I mean? Like, that is escapism at its finest. That's how most of this country is overconsuming. It's how most of this country is alcoholics. But. Yeah, it's because of capitalism. Well, just true. Working until you die. The mentality is like, fuck, is this, is this it? It is. Is this my life? And see, that's the problem, I guess, is that we have the want to do something with our lives, but we don't want to piss it away at a job that we don't really want to be working type shit. And then if you had a do that. if you had a dream job, if you had even a, not a job, but something that you could look to after work that really like that you were really passionate about in that in that time frame, you could enjoy your work. You know what I mean? Because you're living the life you want to be living. But how many people really get the taste of doing that? Exactly. I think that's also why building this is like to kind of circle back a little bit it's just i think that's why like community building is important in this sense is because people in a world where we are so connected we aren't but we want to feel i feel you i feel you (laughs) but like we want to feel connected you know what i mean still regardless of what the fact is like Mm -hmm. like joining in on these communities it's why you know people are so indulged in sports you know like oh what's your favorite team or What's your favorite artist? You know, it's like why mm. I love raising. It's just you know, it's a community of just you know other people who like similar things that you that you do, the chance to connect with other people on things that like similar things that you do, and just like having that community in any of those things, I think also helps you to progress in a way. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you're gonna make some genuine connections. You're gonna potentially be better. You know what I mean? It does it makes it to where you're not just doing nothing all day. You know what I mean? Right. For instance. If you're working 12 hours shifts, five days in a row, if beer and fucking sports is your one thing, you get all the boys together the one one day off a week you have. If that's you know that's it for some people, and you know that and might and be enough. That should be okay in the way that like at least they're not hurting anybody other than themselves maybe, but like realistically, there's there's more to life, and we're not able to see it all due to the factor of escapism. Like, think about how many beers you bought in the last year. Think about how many fucking times you ate out when you shouldn't have or whatever, you know what I mean? All that money could have been spent on you adventuring and doing things that you actually wanted to do, but it's just that much easier. Hitting deeper. (laughs) Cuts are running (laughs) running hard. (laughs) But that's what I'm saying. It's it's just that much easier for you to choose. Instead of going through what I'm going through now so I can enjoy myself later, I'm going to just escape from what I'm going through now and not worry about later. There's too many people dealing with that. Amen, bro. That's <laughs> me right there. <laughs> Shit, bro. It's easy to get down and sad, bro. Like, I was just... That's, that's the thing. It's like, it's harder to get back up than it is to fall down, but that doesn't mean it shouldn't happen. I think, yeah, just like recently, too, it's just been one of those things where I'm like, I really have to take deep breaths and, like, that's like, I think why meditation does help me or just taking time to myself because... Life is just constant, and I spend a lot of money sometimes because I'm guilty of what we were just talking about, which makes me in turn need to work more to make more. Yeah. It's a cycle of which shit. In turn makes you do the same shit. Hate your shit yeah, life because you're always at work. Fucking horrible. But I mean, recently I just think I think I I got to a point where I was just a, like I've been around people, but I'm just like, ah, you know, I'm like, yeah. I'm like ah. I'd rather just be alone. Like I, I'm like, but that kind of makes me sad too. I'm just like, ah, oh, dude, like. It makes me more sad because I'm like, 
I want to be alone so I don't want to be around a lot of people because kind of fuck everybody. But I then it's also like ah, like I saw something funny. It was like what men want said to be left alone, not to be alone. <laughs> like I want somebody in the room who doesn't acknowledge me at all. I'd rather that than have to spend my whole day either one acknowledging every person that came across me or two having no people come across me. <laughs> It's true though. It's <laughs> true. Like, I was just sitting there. I was like, man, so I was out all day. And I was like, yesterday? No, 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 no. It was Sunday. I was out all day, and just by the end of it, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Because I started it off. You worked Sunday. You're talking about Monday, yesterday, bro. Yeah. No, I worked Sunday morning. Yeah. And then after that, I went. Oh, and I thought you meant yesterday when you went to brunch and shit. That was Monday. That was yesterday. That was Tuesday. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Got, yeah. So Sunday, okay. after work. I went and I think I got like a food uh-huh. and then a couple drinks and I went to my parents. I went home. I took a nap. I woke up and then uh, my coworkers had Sunday fun day at the bar. So I ended up going and then like I was drinking, of course. I was having a good time at first and I sat there and like that's when everything sunk in. I was like, I'm spending so much money on what? And I'm like, yeah, this kind of this has, isn't even that great. I've been doing this, sh- you know, like serving. It's just like I was like, I've been doing this for years, like. Fuck. Like, I enjoy hanging around people, and I love talking to people, but I'm like, I'm over it. It's an easy job that pays the bills. Is it it enough? It's even more than just that. It's just like, okay, going out with these people, I'm like, I was just like, like, these people are cool. Don't get me wrong. They're cool. They're cool. But I was just sitting there by myself. I was like. Just going through it. Just like, I'd rather be anywhere else type shit. Yeah, like, why am I here? (laughs) Like, what brought me to this decision? Like, why do I continue to do this? Like, half the time I come home, I wake up, I'm like, why the fuck did I do that? No, yeah, I mean. And then I continue to do it. I'm like, what am I, what is going on? I felt that way recently uh, when I went to a dart tournament with Joel (laughs) at this bar. (coughs) And I'm telling you, like, I was having fun, don't get me wrong. But just, like, towards the end, I was just like. Am I really competing in a dart tournament on a Monday night? Or is this what my life has come <laughs> to? <laughs> is this what my life has come to type shit? I was just like, all right. I mean, I those little moments are what set you up for beautiful moments, but it's still like, true. fuck, what am I doing? <laughs> Jesus. Well, I almost got arrested that night, but <laughs> so that wasn't that beautiful. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the moral of the story is is that like I, before this year, honestly, never played darts. I <laughs> never thought I would be playing darts. And if I did, I definitely didn't think I'd be doing it at 24 in a random-ass bar on a random-ass Monday from 8 to 2. It started at 8, and I left at 2. Yeah, so they closed. It's kind of sad. I, I was mean, there for six hours. If you looked around, too, <laughs> at the people that were there. Oh, dude. Did it, was did it make mul- you feel sad? Uh, bro, like, uh, no, the first thing that I noticed was, and it's, like, been someone else's joke. I don't remember whose it was. I'd like to give them credit right now. But it was, like... I think it was Andrew Schultz, actually. Uh, it was something like along the lines of, like, how many sports have been created just so men can get away from their wives? It's like, you know no woman's going on an ice fishing trip. <laughs> Let's just be real type shit. Jesus. So, like, uh, that's what I was thinking in that, like, bar that night. I was like, how many of these motherfuckers are only here just to get away from their wives? <laughs> hey, honey, I'm going out with the boys. <laughs> It's Monday, sweetie. I'll be at the bar if you need me. Got to go win this money. <laughs> Fuck, dude. I just like, maybe one day that'll be me and I'm going to hate my life. <laughs> or not. And I can fix my like, think about indulgence how much money issues now. Think about Hopefully. how much money 
like some people spend per year to be members at like a country club or a golf place or whatever just to get away from their wives yeah, <laughs> or okay. just to get away from their husbands. That's I'll, what I'm I'll saying. D- double gender that. <laughs> people will do so much to just get away from what th- – it's like why? Yeah. Dude, I uh, was talking to the dude I was training that I was telling you about. His name's Jonathan or whatever, uh, also an Eagle Scout. Interesting. Yeah, he was telling me that – I wonder if I know him. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I think he's around our age. But he's like, yeah, bro, I had – he had money put aside for, like, school. I mean, he wasn't working for a while because he was just going to be going to school. But then his friends, like, uh, a lot of them were moving away. They were, like, f- friends he made in Boy Scouts and stuff like that. And a couple of them were going to be, like, going away. One's going, I think, away, s- like, out of the country for school. And one's, like, just moving away for, like, life, like, military shit or something like that. Yeah. And uh, due to that, basically, uh, he was like, we're all going to go on a backpacking trip. So he's like, basically, I'm going to use the money for school for that. And I'm going to just, I'm work I'm going to work a lot now to save up for school. He's like, can you hear me with that? Dude, that's what life's all about, bro. It's about, like, exploring and traveling. He's like, yeah, bro, go on the bar and having drinks is cool, man. But it's like, I'd rather just save that money up and go on a, like, go backpack Europe for a couple months. I was like, fuck. And the whole time, you're like. Dude, <laughs> like I need to do that. I might lose my fucking mind if I don't take time to do that at some point. Yeah. Like it's even a point where like I love music festivals, bro. But you I'm like, take a break. I'm like, bro, I want to go do other shit too. Like you know yeah. what I mean? Like they're cool and they're great. Like that's why like, coming up this next year, like my friends want me to go to like certain festivals because they're just like, bro, you have to go with the crew. I'm like, I I feel that I respect that. But then there's part of me that's like, bro, I could be using some. Some of that money to be. I don't have. I don't have as much FOMO as y'all have. Like anymore, <laughs> not anymore. I used to, yeah. but now I'm kind of at a point like, all right, I could really be like I've seen so many artists right. and gone to so many shows. I I love it. I still love it. Don't right. get me wrong, but like there's like a point where I'm like, dude, we can go on a camping trip or oh, yeah. we can go out of the country, save up like half this money that we've been spending, go out of the country and really like something we'll remember forever too. Like right. new experiences, what life is all about. Like I love festivals just as much as everybody. I also love going to the bar as much as everybody. I love drinking my sorrows away and my pain from work also just like as much as most of us do. But there's <laughs> a point where it's just like, ah, oh, fuck, bro. Is this all that life is? Is this what I'm going to continue to do? And and is I guess it's up to us to fi- find, like, once you hit that point, it's like it, you can make a decision to say that, that yeah, this is all that life that that there is in life and you'll probably still have a good life i mean you'll probably not even think about it as much enjoy yourself escape as much as you possibly want and at the end of it you might still be a good person you might still have a good life that you can recall on but for the majority of people it's mostly going to be like regrets that we have of not the shit that we did do but the shit that we didn't and you hear it all the time but like it's got to be something that's only (coughs) said because of the truth that lies in it you know what i mean like how many people do you think have actually <coughs> fucking climbed Everest and been able to tell the story or fucking swam to Antarctica or some shit? You know what I mean? Like, there's got to be, like, crazy-ass stories from crazy-ass people that did some crazy-ass shit. But all of that accumulated, after, like, from the same thought process and the same decision where at some point in your life you got to do things differently. You do. You got to do something you want to do. Because, like, there's always – the thing is – uh, reading a lot as a kid kind of put this like idea in my my head where it was people that go out and do these things, you know, climb Mount Everest or or fucking swim across the ocean. You know what I mean? I'm sitting there I'm thinking, 
and like just recalling these stories, you know, there's you got to do some of that stuff because even th- the thing about life and just each individual person, you never know until you do it. And you never know what you truly need until you venture out and do all these things. You, you might end up like back at your house and being like, honestly, I was content with this the entire time. Yeah. And I'm happy where I'm at. Yeah. But you'll never truly know unless you go out and do that. It's I literally speak about the story all the time. The fucking uh, Alchemist. Great book. Simple to read. Easy read, bro. It's so popular for a reason. This motherfucker is a sheep herder. Sitting, starts off the story, and in one place, goes and does all these travels that this alchemist, or God, basically God, like, tells him, like, you, I'm God, like, you're going to go on this quest and do all this shit, right? Mm-hmm. Does all this stuff thinking he's going to find, like, gold, all this stuff, like, goes through all these ventures, meets people, works in these different places, because he quits his job as a sheep herder. Mm-hmm. He's been doing that his whole life. And finally, he quits it, does all this stuff, and then comes back, and he's like, fuck, I did all that for, like, what? But then he's, like, in back in the place he started. Mm-hmm. And realizes he was sitting on gold the whole time from the beginning of the story. Like, like he, there was a gold, like, like treasure, treasure underneath where he was mm. in the start of the story. Mm. But he would have never found that if he had he not gone through all that right. stuff originally. Gotcha. Right? You know what I mean? Like it's a simple read, but it's like fuck. I mean, it's it's not similar, but like what it reminds me of is that uh, John Mulaney joke. I think it was John Mulaney. Where he like says that like he was waiting for some tuition money from his grandma and like every time he would ask her for it she would say have you read your Bible yet No that was not John Mulaney that Who was, was it? Uh, that was fucking is it Andrew uh, Santini No 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 uh, Anthony Jeselnik Was it Yeah it was Jeselnik for sure because he's like opening up his Bible and his <laughs> Oh yeah okay yeah, that's and right he's like fuck <laughs> But like straight up like the entire two like semester he's just asking his grandma like what the fuck and like realistically he's not talking about it in the joke but what's your what's what's being i guess hidden in that joke is that he's learning like how to struggle how to go through life without knowing whether or not you're gonna have your tuition paid at the end of the semester you know what i mean and like yeah he probably could have like read his bible opened that shit up and like got his tuition paid for and then but the thing is he probably wouldn't have learned the lessons that he did that semester he probably learned a lot more by not having that money at the start of the semester than he would have if he had it. I would just like to say, uh, for reference, the punchline of the joke was him being like, did you, like, when he's like, I need that tuition, he's like, did you open your Bible? The punchline was him opening the Bible and was like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was a note just saying, fuck you in the yeah. beginning. He's like, ah, shit. <laughs> exactly, though. Like, it's, that's like it's like, you, you have all these expectations of how things are supposed to go, but it's not until you step outside of the, your norm that you find out how things really are. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy because you get sucked into the same patterns every day. And just it's easy to, like, get accustomed to just doing this because it's what you're used to and spending money on shit that you really don't need but you feel like you do. And then just getting caught in the fucking system of uh, what you think you need rather than actually doing some stuff that's going right. to truly benefit you or, or like a make a progression in your life. Like, I really want to go out of the country, and I know if I don't fucking get my habits better, that might not ever happen. Sure. But the thing is, too, I don't want to go by myself, and also getting someone else to go with you is, like, that's even more of a struggle than getting yourself to do, take that's the steps. That's you know, true. Like finding a couple people that r- are willing to do that. Yeah, I mean, it all comes down to what you want, dude, and it's hard to dictate what you want a lot of times. I mean, it goes like, it kind of goes back to, like, the idea of, like, an NFT collector, you know what I mean? It's like... You don't really know what you're what you're designing. 
you don't really have anything to work off of. It's all pure imagination that's being executed on these animations and things like that. You don't know what the new world that you're designing is going to look like yet because it hasn't been designed. But that doesn't take away from the idea that it's still yours to design. You know what I mean? It's still yours to create. It's just about paying enough attention to those little things and those small details and code and things like that to make sure that it's the product that you want. Because nobody knows what they want before they have it. Nobody knows what they (coughs) need before it comes. More than anything, I think about that's like something when we do this podcast is just like creating a community that's, you know, about like taking care of each other or helping each other out or, you know, okay, maybe you are going through some shit and you don't know how to come out of it. You know, and having those people there that also are feeling that same way and be like, oh, shit, you know, I had to go through this one time, you know, like, maybe I can help you out and give you some advice. You know, not everyone's going to want to take your advice, but, like, just having people there to, like, help you out or, you know, meeting new people that are willing to go and, like, travel with you. Right. Meeting people who are willing to take that step outside of the comfort zone and go get coffee for the first time. Whether or not it is, it's, uh, in my opinion, it's just building, like, a community where we are capable of growing together and doing those things rather than getting caught up in the same routines and being like fuck is this all my life is gonna amount to and it's easy like i see that when i serve i think that's like what really hit me is you know serving is a a community where we're all just accustomed to being like fuck is this it (laughs) you know like you're like ah bro dealing with shit from your managers shit from guests entitled ass guests and then just going out and drinking because you we didn't want to do that, any of that to begin with. Right, and so, and it's just a cycle of everyone around you kind of doing a similar thing. But that's the thing is, like, it's almost so constant in the serving world. Like, th- just everything you just said, clocking in, not really wanting to be there, hearing entitled-ass guests give you their bullshit of the day, hearing your managers give you their bullshit of the day, and all having to accumulate just so you can make the dollar. You know what I mean? But, like, it doesn't have to be that way. Like, it doesn't have to be I need a drink after work because this shit was bullshit. You know what I mean? That's a choice, and we make that choice every day. And who's to say that the cycle we've created for ourselves isn't breakable, you know what I mean, or that's the only way to do things. Like, think about all the people that have serving jobs that are completely sober. It's true. And it's like that's a, that's an avenue as well. Had our, is it the main course? Is it the main pathway to being a server? No. But that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It's just about the choices that we make every day. It, the things that we think don't matter. The things that we think are like, it, it'll be okay, just one drink. Or it'll be okay, I need this. It's like, you might not. You might just be telling yourself that. And that's okay too. I think with like how you said it is a scary thing with like NFTs where they could go and you know like how we see like a lot of it and possibly going. Mm-hmm. I think it's also a beautiful thing in the po- uh, potential we have now to build like these communities and like another world like thing where people are able to get immersed and possibly meet new people like other collectors. You know what I mean? Like I think it's just sad that people have given up on reality and said like you know what we can make a better world. But no, not even. But like no, this is what <laughs> I'm saying though is. More so in this sense of what we could create with that is the potential of this. So let's say I create 5,000, we create 5,000 NFTs, NFTs, fine and dandy based or whatever, right? Right. And we build a community within that, you know, like the fine, what our roadmap is, what we want. We give the people like this idea of what we want the project to be. And then, you know, people start collecting. And then, you know, you meet other people like, oh, dude, do you own whatever we decided to call the collection, right? Do you own one? Oh, I own one too. Dude, I love the community. Like, this is what they're all about. This is what they do. 
and it's like if you if you own there's going to be those people who just own it for because they think it's going to appreciate later down the road. But the people that are, like, in that core community of when you first build that project, yeah. it's like, oh, you own one, too. I own this one. You own that one. Like, I'm so blessed to be a part of this community because it's like I've met so many other people within that, like, collection. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're collecting, like, for me, it's, it's more than just a buying a fucking thing. It's yeah. like bu- you're building a world, but you're building a community within that. It's like, it's Which just is like great, but what does that community have – towards the problems that we see in our own reality today. What I'm saying is is that like what's sad about it is that instead of putting all of this energy and money and time into fixing the problems that we have, we're just trying to create new worlds, new communities, new this and new that instead of taking the projects we have at hand and trying to figure out how to solve those. But I think that gives I think NFTs and, and with new technology gives you a chance to do that though. If you use it in the right on way. On a small scale, in my opinion. Because realistically, your community that you outreach, say it reaches 5 million people. Yeah. Say it reaches 10. Yeah. Say it reaches 20. Yeah. That's still not even close to 1% of the world's population. Yeah, but then what if those those people, you know, tell people? It's they like they a chain reaction. It, it, could, it, be, could, it be. could affect the real world. What I'm saying is, is potential. Like, what I'm saying is, is this. How are, how is your NFT collection or company that sells NFT collections or anything like that, no matter what the in incentive for people to join in as far as the community goes, and no matter what the end result is, how is that going to feed the homeless? How is that going to, uh, I mean, not feed the homeless, like build homes for the homeless, feed the hungry. How is that going to solve issues with war and foreign policy and things like that? For that's good, that's a harder thing. What I'm trying to say is, yeah. is that like, there are so many issues in our own reality yeah. that we are almost dismissing by trying to create new realities. What I'm saying is, yes, that is that can be an outcome of this, and which more than yes. likely will be a good outcome. Well, of I'm not even saying outcome. I'm just saying the idea of trying to do this but is what I'm, what I'm saying, instead of looking at it in that perspective, you could look at it as whoever is running these communities and building on that. Let's say you do drop it. You could drop one whole project and be like, could. yo, the percentage of this is going to like build I homes. I just don't like all of people. these, like, what if this, then this. I think that it's a lot – you're giving people a lot of credit, and that there's a lot of people out there that might have the idea of helping people, but that once profits are involved, not everybody feels the same way. That's facts, yeah. And so, like, realistically, you're setting up a scale for people to say, I don't like this, so therefore let me make it different in my world that I create. And whoever ties to that will tie to me and how I feel about the world or what I want it to be or what how I want things to go. But you're not touching everybody. You're not even touching like a s- like you're only touching a s- target audience, and that's not bad. Like you said, it could start a chain reaction, change the world. But is th- it's almost like the game of telephone. Is the chain reaction going to go in the way that you want it to? Is the chain reaction going to go in the way that you have regulation over? Mm. Are you in th- as the controller of that community going to have any ability to make a real life change? Do anything in that community? What I'm saying is like. Just because people t- like buy your NFT and are a part of your community doesn't necessarily mean that they fuck with you or like you or even like your ideas. That's what but I'm saying. They could be on the same thing with what you're saying. It's like this is gonna appreciate in value, so I'll do da 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 da. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that there's so many what ifs. What if this, then this. Yeah. That it it makes it like back back to what I was saying is it makes it more of a sad ideal than a like awesome cool one because it's almost like we're taking art to be more seriously than it's the issues that people real people deal with right now i mean i mean it's already we're already seeing that i think you're just looking at like oh this is a new thing so it's like ah fuck i mean we're already seeing that happen though with like 
regular True. shit that we're in every day. True, but that's what I'm saying. We're just getting farther and farther from solving things. I think, and yes. In the way that we're our solution has nothing to do with the problem. Our I solution has to do with creating a new this or that so that the old this or that, the old way of doing things isn't noticed or notified. I say this. Technology has always been a thing that's going to rapidly change and has always had the yeah. ability to, to make good change. I mean, we don't see that happening because we're all fucking so self-centered, wrapped up in our own world. That technology gets better, and we have the ability to change things, but we choose not to. Yeah. And I think even with this new thing, yeah, is that a likely case? Possibly. But what I'm also saying is, there's always the there's always the ability to look at things in a negative perspective, but then there's always the ability to make what's going to be new, and you do your best to try to make of what of that what you can and bring that to a positive light and make a positive change. For like right. And for for example, what I was trying to say wasn't anything to do with the outcome of what this could bring. It only has to do with the idea of the creation of the metaverse or the mechaverse or whatever the fuck you want to call it. I don't care. But what I'm saying is it's kind of like when you go from NASA to VRAR. What I'm saying is is you're creating a solution to the problem but without addressing the problem, if that makes sense. We wanted NASA to explore the galaxy, the universe even, and help us find ways to navigate that. And <laughs> we had some mechanical issues and some technical problems and things that it just didn't seem as viable to continue going into space and things like that to try to explore. We decided, shit, fuck, fuck finding new worlds that we can breathe on. I can breathe here, and I can build a new world has nothing to do with fucking expanding or exploring the universe. has only to do with your self-centered image of how things could be. And that's, that's kind of what I was getting to. It's like the solution has nothing to do with the problem. It only it, – it, it just solves it without addressing it. And that's kind of like what's scary to me. It's like we're not trying to push art in the right direction. We're just trying to keep up with technology. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, I think there's a combination of both right now. There's a good majority more yeah. so trying to keep up. I yeah. think there are a few communities in there actually doing right. work to try to make some right. shit and happen. Right, so that, that's what I was referring to is that it's sad that these people are trying to address these problems by not addressing the problems. Yeah. It's like I want to create a new space for art. It's like do you or are you just trying to make a buck? Let's just be real. It's a tough, it's a fine line, and that's, I think, anything in, yeah. a, in a money-driven world, you know? Are you really trying to push things forward? And, I mean, there's always going to be artistic people that do that. I mean, that's kind of like the idea of, like, the John Cena with China situation, right? It's like, are you trying to make a buck or are you trying to push things forward? Because, obviously, <laughs> someone's puppeteering your ass right now. Oh, yeah. Like, I apologize for my previous. Why would you have to apologize? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. That's what I'm trying to say is that, like, the intention of it all doesn't really add up for me. <laughs> it it seems like a little bit more of a sad notion than a beautiful one. But uh, obviously beauty can come out of it. I mean, there's plenty of opportunity for people to make something of themselves in today's world. It's almost like there's more and more opportunity every day. It's just about whether or not you're willing to do what it takes to set yourself apart from the masses. Because there's always going to be somebody out there. Like, it's like the old uh, thing your coaches would tell you. It's like, I mean, shit, there's there's kids out somewhere in the world practicing t- ten times harder than you, ten times more than you, doing way more than you. What are you going to do to compete with that? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not telling you to fucking train 24 hours a day, seven days a week, but understand that there probably is somebody doing that. <laughs> so if you want to be able to compete on, like, a national level or on a international level even – you better be ready to do what other people aren't willing to type shit. Yeah. 
can always do what you want. You gotta believe in yourself. Life Absolutely. isn't life is a fucking road. Uh-huh. Yeah, I couldn't come up with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Life is a highway <laughs> and I'm gonna ride it all night long. <laughs> Shit. I think we can wrap it up <laughs> right there though. Uh thank okay. you for tuning in this week. I hope y'all enjoyed everything. Don't forget that's just fine and dandy. Uh, subscribe to us. Like, comment. Uh, we're on everything. We're on YouTube. We're gonna be. We're on fucking Spotify, Apple, fucking podcast. Make sure to check us out. Tell your friends. We're trying to build this thing. All right. We're trying to make some. Making. We're trying to make some shit shake. Exactly. Hey, support us. Love us. We love you. Let us know what we're you guys think of the new studio. Yeah, we're here for you guys. We're we're more than just two guys. Two brothers. Two brothers. <laughs> we're more than just two guys on a podcast, man. We're here for you. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. My back's killed. Fine and dandy. Signing off. Love you, peeps. Y'all take care. If y'all need anything, if y'all need to talk about anything, please feel free to shoot us messages on our socials. We're going to do as much as we can to get those dogs' barks out of the audio for this. And we're going to just keep... Fucking riding this highway every week. Thank you for tuning in. We love all of you people. Fucking let's go. Have a fucking great week. Suck this week's dick. Let's go.